welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello and welcome to episode two of my podcast, entitled Flat Earth, Rumpology, and Other Interesting Beliefs. So I mentioned in my first podcast that I was trying to figure out what my first topic should be, and that one option I was leaning towards was about the fact that there are people in this world, which could be a neighbor, relative, friend, a strange lover of yours who secretly or not so secretly believes that the earth is actually as flat as a pancake or like a traditional Italian-style pizza and that it's surrounded by a really, really, really tall wall of ice to prevent you from falling off into the abyss, which, by the way, rumor has it, is not a very nice place. And the wall of ice is one theory about what's at the ends of the earth. There are other interesting theories, but none are as cool, pun intended. When I did some research on this subject, I found that, thankfully, only a very small percentage, about 2% of Americans actually believe the earth is really flat, which probably explains why flat earth models were not very big sellers over the holidays. I did find a guy on eBay who managed to sell about 32 of them for about 20 bucks a piece. And I'm going to confess something to you, which is after seeing the flat earth display, I actually went ahead and bought one for myself. Not only because they look quite nice and are quite a conversation starter, but I figure if people are zany enough to believe the earth is flat, then they could probably use a little financial support. Now, I could provide a laundry list of evidence to prove why the Earth is not flat, but I don't want to bore you or me or get too sciencey on you, and I hate to burst the bubble of the flat earthers, pun intended, but if they simply hopped on a sailboat, or any type of boat for that matter, or got on a plane, one with plenty of gas, of course, and kept heading in one direction, eventually they would end up where they started and not crash into a gargantuanly sized wall of ice or disappear into the abyss, which would sort of prove the earth ain't so flat after all. Also, to believe the earth is flat means you don't believe in space or planets or the moon or moon rocks or real astronauts, and you probably don't even believe in Tang, the infamous powder drink mix invented to quench an astronaut's thirst on their trips into the cosmos. And it also means you don't believe that any pictures of the Earth have ever been taken from space or really high up, and that every so-called rocket ship, over 5,000 of them, that allegedly were sent into space over the last 60-plus years by various countries, some of whom hate each other, are all part of one big conspiracy, crafted by some very dodgy people in Hollywood to fool us all into thinking the Earth is round. But for what reason? I don't know. I have to tell you, this whole conversation about Flat Earth has me a bit starry-eyed, but I'll get my head out of the clouds and move on. While doing my Flat Earth research, I discovered some other very interesting things that people believe in, like rumpology. 
Yes, you heard me correctly. I just said rumpology, and no, I didn't just make that word up. So what does rumpology entail? Glad you asked. Well, a rumpologist, in case you've never heard of or experienced one, is actually capable of reading a person's rump or buttocks. In particular, butt cracks, crevices, and dimples, among other things you may find on someone's rump, in order to predict a person's future. So I have to admit, I'm kind of curious to know what my butt may have to say about my future life. That would be pretty important for me to know. But until COVID is over and I've received my vaccine shots, I think I'll just hold off looking for my local rumpologist on Yelp. Now, there may only be a measly 2% of Americans who believe the earth is flat and a very small number of people who believe one can predict your future according to their rump. But I was actually shocked, if not flabbergasted, to find out just how many Americans believe in the paranormal. Now, are you sitting down or lying down? So, according to Gallup, 75% of Americans believe in some form of paranormal activity. And no, I didn't just say 0.75% or even 7.5%. I said 75%. I mean, it's almost impossible to have 75% of Americans agree on any one thing. Even God now has less of a following. I mean, where do people learn about and decide to buy into the paranormal? And many bought into it even before the interweb and social media became the largest source of misinformation and a bunch of baloney, hogwash, nonsense, rubbish, balderdash, and hoo-ha. I'm wondering now if somehow I missed that semester in school, you know, when they offered that class on the supernatural or pseudoscience versus actual science and reality. Oh, by the way, side note, and no, I'm not making this up, but just in case you didn't know it, more Republicans tend to believe in the paranormal than Democrats, which, of course, partially explains why they're more likely to believe in the make-believe and are are not the biggest fans of so-called silly things like facts or science. And maybe it partially explains their belief in Donald Trump, who is much more para than normal. Speaking of which... Here's another wild number for you. 45% of Americans believe in ghosts, which in case you didn't know it, it's a dead person who's able to interact with the living world. So could it be that Trump is actually a ghost? I mean, he meets a number of qualifications according to the official ghost job description. He's very eerie, likes to scare the bejeebies out of people, acts rather ghastly, He moans all the time. He can clearly be quite scary, has hair that's hair-raising, looks rather ghostly, and in fact, he's even looked a bit dead at times. Although we all know he's actually the healthiest president that has ever or will have ever lived, according to the note he wrote for his doctor. Now, what I find very interesting about ghosts is that they're a very clever bunch, and they have this remarkable ability to mess with any type of photo or videotaking equipment so that you either can't see them in a picture at all or on video, or their images all end up looking like a large smudge, blotch, or smear. I mean, even the latest technology used in the new iPhone can't even capture a clear picture of a ghost. Now, all this time, 
when I've heard creaking or squeaking or rattling noises at night, I thought it was just my house settling or the heater turning on or off or maybe just the wind thrashing up against my house. So after the sun goes down, I think I need to do a much better job of keeping my eyes peeled and my ears open. Or is it my eyes open and my ears peeled? I don't know. Because the next time I think I'm listening to my house settling, it could very well be my dearly departed Aunt Sadie or my late great Uncle Casper trying to get my attention. Now that I know what I'm going to spend more of my time on at night, my new plan for daytime activities, beyond spending more time playing golf with my wife, is to be on the lookout for aliens. You know, extraterrestrials, Martians. Unlike ghosts, aliens are, of course, much easier to see. Although, like ghosts, they also have the remarkable ability to alter or ruin any picture or videos taken of them or their cool, shiny, saucer-shaped spaceships so that they end up looking like a fuzzy, blurred, blobby mess. Although aliens are not as popular as ghosts, I don't know, maybe they need a better public relations firm. About 40% of Americans believe that aliens have visited our planet, be it flat or round, which just seems so foreign to me. Now, about a third of Americans believe that aliens are actually here now and living among us. So look around. Look to your left, look to your right, look behind you. In fact, the next time you see three people walking down the sidewalk, odds are good that at least one is an alien. I mean, admit it, haven't you thought that at least some of your spacey relatives who claim to be from places like Indiana or Arkansas seem more likely to have come from quite a bit further away than that? And if you have friends who seem to flinch whenever you try to take their picture and who never take selfies, which is clearly so alien, right? And if they love to talk about shows or movies like E.T. or Independence Day, Aliens, Lilo and Stitch, Roswell, Star Trek, The X-Files, or Mork and Mindy reruns. And if they also look a little greener on the gills, have a tough time wearing hats because their heads are a bit more pointy, you may want to be a little extra cautious. And maybe throw out some hints that you would be a really, really bad specimen because you eat lots of McDonald's burgers and chicken nuggets, and that you don't exercise at all or even know what a Peloton bike is but that you happen to know a few people who would be really good specimens, like your overly bossy boss or maybe one of your crazy exes. Then there's this little factoid, sad factoid, that more Americans believe in Bigfoot and witches than there are Republicans who believe Biden really won the election. Speaking of things that don't make much sense, at least not to me, is how many Americans believe that there are people who have ESP, extrasensory perception. I'm referring to those individuals who claim they can predict the future, a skill that obviously most other people haven't mastered. Or you have other ESPers who claim that they can read minds, both human and animal minds. So yes, they know what your dogs, cats, and hamsters are really thinking. And some can recall experiences from your past lives. And let's not forget that others can talk to the dead. And a few claim they have all of these abilities, including being able to predict the weather. Now, what I just don't understand, and I know that some of you know where I'm going next because you have the ability to predict the future, 
is why none of these ESPers can predict things like the winning lottery numbers, which would have come in very handy these last couple days, or which sports team will beat another team and buy how much, or which horse will come in first, second, or third. I mean, can't they even predict one lousy race? Or why none of them go to casinos and play any of the table games or slot machines since... Shouldn't they be able to predict when to take another card when you're sitting on 16 in a game of blackjack? Or even make the simplest of predictions, like when the roulette ball will land on black or red? I mean, how hard can that be? On the other hand, and I'm not making this up, there are psychics who actually claim that they don't play the lottery because they would prefer to avoid the publicity or that they can't read information that comes from machines. Or most importantly that it goes against the psychic code of ethics to use their powers for purely financial gain, either for themselves or for others. How clairvoyant, I mean, how convenient for them to say these things. So I don't know about you, but until recently, like a few days ago, while I was fiddling about on the interweb, I'd never heard of it, but I came across a challenge that's existed for like about 41 years up until about five years ago or so, called the $1 million Paranormal Challenge. And people were actually offered $1 million if they could demonstrate any paranormal ability under scientifically controlled conditions, meaning that the observers actually kept both of their eyes open. Well, I know this is going to come as a bit of a shock, but not one single person out of over a 1,000 applicants succeeded in proving their supernatural ability. I don't think they all could have had a bad day. Now, no joke, but I am 100% confident I could have predicted that. And I'm not even the least bit psychic. Now, the last thing I want to briefly touch on are conspiracy theories. Because what's more fun than a good conspiracy theory? On the other hand, it seems like these days, in addition to finding a Starbucks, you can practically find a conspiracy theory on every street corner. Although I find it hard to come across a good number when it comes to the percentage of Americans who actually believe in conspiracy theories. But it seems safe to say it generally ranges from 25 to 50%. And again, I know this is going to come as a surprise, but the percent of believers is clearly higher for Republicans. Sensing a pattern yet? And did you know that conspiracy theories are beliefs in covert, also known as hush-hush, sinister activities, usually involving a government entity, also known as the Democrats, that by definition requires no evidence or facts to support them. And in fact, there's often significant evidence to easily prove them wrong. This is known as evidence to the contrary. Now, conspiracy theories just need a few key ingredients, a loud booming voice, and a mantra repeated over and over and over. Like the kind of stuff you hear from Trump or a Rush Limbaugh or Rudy G. And the audience is made up of people who are usually very disgruntled about something, who feel wronged or cheated, deprived of some claimed right, and they have a single-minded agenda. And that makes them eager to listen to any theory that will support their way of thinking, which is why most Republicans still believe Biden stole the election and why about 50% of Republicans think COVID-19 is no more dangerous than the flu or that masks are silly 
and don't really prevent the spread of the virus? Well, let's talk facts. About 34,000 people died from the flu from 2018 to 2019. And in one year, we've had about 400,000 people die from COVID. So you do the math, if you happen to believe in math, that is. Well, I see I'm about out of time. Trust me, I could go on, but I can read your minds and know that you've had enough of me for one day. And anyway, I've got to run back to my haunted spaceship and do a little work on my squeaky brakes before I meet Bigfoot for lunch and we plan on doing a little reminiscing about our past lives where I was once a very popular rumpologist and he was just a little dinosaur who walked the flat earth before it became inhabited by cavemen and women, some of whom still seem to be walking around to this day, some of whom seem to be working for Fox News. So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day, and if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, The Way I See Things, and I hope you'll join me for my next episode.